is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. <coughs> Merry Christmas. My name is Michelle LeBeau and I oversee community life here at the church. And it's a pleasure to have you with us tonight. And seeing as tomorrow is the day that we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we thought it only appropriate to have some people come up and share what, Jesus, what having faith in Jesus means to them. So I'd like to start with Matt and Lauren Porcho. Come on up. Matt and Lauren have been members of our church for several years, and <coughs> Matt, let's begin with you. What does having faith in Jesus mean to you? Um, having faith in Jesus, first and foremost, I think, comes to mind as salvation. The Bible, as we all know, clearly states that those who accept Jesus into their lives and acknowledge him as the Son of God, um, you know, offers that eternal life. So I think that that's key uh, for our family. And then also as a foundation for our family as we raise our kids to try to live by um, Jesus' principles that he teaches in the New Testament. And Lauren, what about you? Um, well, I think my faith in Jesus uh, first really means hope in all stages and seasons of your life. And right now, the season of my life is uh, being the mother to two small kids. And so just having that faith, I feel confident in the way that we're raising our children, knowing that I'm doing what's really best for them and giving them a good example. Thank you so much. Before we go on, turn around and wave at the camera to all the people out in our Christmas cafe. Woo! They, they are all with us in spirit as they're out there enjoying the service on the big screen. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the field 
fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the thief, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about.
carried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who had heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But, the Mary, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. Well, I'd like to invite another couple up to share with us now, Greg and Lisa Whitney. <laughs> Come on up. <laughs> and um, the question that I'd like to ask you is, what difference has Jesus made in your life? Uh, since this is a spur of the moment, I'm always <laughs> excited to talk about Jesus because it's made a huge difference in my life with my wife and especially in her circumstances and her taking on cancer and our faith and our trust. And uh, to have our whole family here tonight, um, truly a blessing to us. Wow. <laughs> I don't think I can follow that up. <laughs> um, it has been a trying year. Most everyone knows that I have stage four, but that's not the, the most important thing. The most important thing is not to look at your circumstances, but really focus on Christ. And Christ has given and made me feel more alive now than I've ever felt my whole life. My relationships are better. I have a better relationship with my children, my husband, my family, my friends, and I've had an amazing relationship with Christ and the support team that I have from all my soul sisters that are here tonight as well. Thank you so much.
Fantastic. It must be the lighting. That's all I can figure out. It must be, you glow. Uh, let's give another wave to the folks out there uh, at the Christmas Cafe. Uh, they are looking really good out there too. I went out there to look at them and I will tell you a secret why they look so good. They're watching NFL highlights. They are drinking <laughs> hot chocolate. They're making s'mores. Some of them are smoking cigars. It's, it's just out of control out of there. They're having a good time, and we uh, are delighted to be in here, and them there, and all of us together. Uh, because we're gathered here in Jesus' honor. Uh, he is the center of our attention tonight. He's the center of our attention. Uh, you know, in a holiday uh, like we're in, with there's so many moving parts, the center of my attention can very quickly be everything that isn't working. I had, I had a bit of that today. We've had a bit of that tonight. 
We hope to have no more of that tonight. <laughs> or for the rest of the holiday, right? It's holy day, not just a holiday, it's a holy day. But you see, that's possible. It's possible to make him our attention because ultimately he changes how we see life. He changes how we see life. And because of that, and this might blow your mind hearing me say this, but because of that, when I look at you, I see Jesus. When I look at you, I see Jesus. And it's true, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not, I'm not even setting you up for a joke. I had, I had a joke I was gonna say, but I'm not gonna tell you the joke. I'll tell you the joke. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, often in our culture, we're hardened to God. And we, we, instead of seeing Jesus, we say things like, Jesus. We say Jesus, but we don't see Jesus. And tonight, we want to see Jesus. And I can say this, uh, I, can see, I can say that I see Jesus when I see you. Uh, not because you're perfect. Uh, we all know in our heart of hearts, far from it. Uh, I can say it because he's perfect. <laughs> Let that sink in. When I see you, I think of Jesus. I see Jesus. And it's not because you are perfect or I am perfect. It's because he is perfect. He's perfect for you. He brings out the best in you. And it must be the light of his presence. You glow in the light of his place, but your life really begins to glow in the light of his presence. Because he is perfect in spite of the fact that we are not. And so when I look at you, I see someone whom Jesus loves and for whom Jesus died. Whether you believe in him or not, he loves you and he died for you. When I look at you, I see someone wanting to believe that what we celebrate tonight includes them. Because some of us sitting here tonight think, you know what, it probably includes everybody here but me. Because the things I've done or the things that I'm doing make me ineligible to be part of who he is in this place and what he's doing among these people. But I want to assure you that what we celebrate tonight includes you. And even you, looking at yourself, and you would look at yourself and say, Jesus, I need help. And you wouldn't be talking to Jesus about it. You'd just be frustrated with your situation. But I'm saying to you that you are welcome here and it's important that you be here because when I look at you, I see Jesus and how much he loves you and wants you to know that love to set you free. I see someone who perhaps doubts whether God has room for them in his house and I can assure you his house has many rooms. It's big enough for everybody who comes in his name. There's a secret word you have to know when you come into his presence and all the doors open. It's this word, Jesus. Yeshua, properly spoken. When I look at you, I see someone who is honest about their need for God and also honest about their doubts about God. Some of the strongest among you tonight who, who know the Bible backwards and forwards, who are walking in Christ daily, are the first to say, and I have so many questions. I have so many doubts. But you've come to understand that doubts aren't the end of your faith but the growing edge of your faith. When I look at you, I see someone who has experienced God's grace and is absolutely blown away by it. You're saying, 
Oh my gosh, it is so good. It's just almost too good to be true, but because I've experienced it, I know it's true. <coughs> Would you have been here several years ago saying what you said tonight? The grace of God has been real in you, and in you, and in you, and in you, and in you. And we can go around the room and say, yeah. And we'd find out something that we all have in common. We'd all say, I thought I was the only one who was blown away by his grace in my life. I thought maybe everybody else felt so good about their life that they'd say, well, yeah, of course I have God in my life. And he's lucky that I'm in his life. But no, for those of us who've experienced his grace, which is every single one of us, we say it is mind-boggling. Whatever you give me for Christmas is just uh, icing on the cake because I've got the main meal when I got his grace. When I look at you, I see someone who's willing to go up against the grain of this world to follow God. You won't be shouted down. You won't be counted out. You keep standing for him. You keep walking forward in his name. With grace, with, with obedience, with humility, with confidence. And somehow it gets lighter and better wherever you go. When I look at you, I see someone who has a capacity to meet some of the world's big needs. A friend of mine, whenever he gets nervous, buys himself really nice cars. <laughs> Every dealer of exotic cars in San Diego has him on speed dial. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And one time he was very uptight. He said, Steve, I'm, I'm so anxious. I think I'm going to buy a car. And he said, is that okay? I said, yeah. Who's it for? <laughs> he said, oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah, okay. And this guy, in a wonderful way, is meeting some of the big needs in the world because he's come to understand that it's not his money. He's simply a good steward of what God has entrusted to him. When I look at you, I see someone who's learning to go the extra mile in living and loving like Jesus. It's so against your nature, it shocks you and everybody who knows you. But he's calling out of you something that is so much more durable and powerful and sustainable and almost unexplainable, except for when they start talking about the Lord. Then people go, wow, I didn't know it worked that way. Maybe it could work that way for me, too. When I look at you, I see someone who will be the tangible presence of Jesus in someone else's life. Because you've earned the right to be heard by simply being alive in him. And it's not your fancy arguments, your clever words, and, and, and the way you come back to somebody's uh, defenses against God. But rather, just the way you bring his presence with him wherever you go. And people say, okay. I want to know what it is and why it is that you know him the way you know him. Is that unique to you or is that something I could experience too? When I look at you, I see someone who has big hopes and dreams and wonders if God is leading you. Are these just my big hopes and dreams? God, are you in this? I see someone who's facing hard times and wonders if God is with you tonight. In the middle of your hard times, you're wondering, God, are you really with me? Are you really for me? Am I being foolish thinking that you're with me in this horrible situation? When I look at you, I see someone who has done everything right and wonders where they went wrong. They say, God, is this a bad joke? Or are you trusting me to grow in and through this difficult circumstance because you're going to show me how faithful and powerful you are? So that's why I can say when I look at you, I see Jesus. When I look at you, I really truly see Jesus. I think of Jesus. When I look at you, I see someone for whom God moved heaven and earth 
to make it possible for you to see him by the light of his glorious kingdom. No longer obscured by the darkness of this world. Therefore, I look at you and I see Jesus. And my prayer for you, as it is my prayer for me this Christmas, is that you would see you as Jesus sees you. So Lord Jesus, that's our prayer. That we would see you as you are. That we would see clearly what you've done and why you've done it. We would see clearly what you're doing and that we can be a part of it. And Lord, in that process of looking at you, may we start to see ourselves as you see us. As unique, unrepeatable miracles of your handiwork. As objects of your grace and love. So much so that not only did you come into this world as a vulnerable baby, you gave your life on the cross for this world. As certainly the most powerful person who's ever walked the planet. For that we give you honor and glory and praise on this auspicious night. And so we pray this in Jesus' name.